name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor at Trinity. Welcome to our daily podcast. Uh, we're going to read a passage of scripture from Psalm 119 and pray and spend just a little bit of time together thinking about the Bible. Uh, so first, let's, let's read. Psalm 119, beginning in verse 65. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was humbled, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Skipping down to verse 71. It is good for me that I was humbled so that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would help us here on this Wednesday to think deep and true thoughts, not only about your word, but about our lives and about you. Help us to grow. God, help us to see things that we need to see that would help us to tend to our lives. Teach us, grow us. In Jesus' name, amen. There are two phrases in this psalm that actually uh, stand out to me in a beautiful and powerful way. They're so deeply poetic. One is the, the psalmist, the poet writes, you have dealt well with your servant. And the other one is this, where he speaks of the Lord saying, you are good and do good. But in order to continue to believe things like that, belief that God deals well with us or to believe that God is good and does good, especially during seasons of remarkable uncertainty like the time we're facing now, we have to actually continually invite the work of God to increase in our lives. And so the poet says this, after saying those things, he says, teach me good judgment and knowledge for I believe in your commandments. So what he's doing in that moment is something I think God would invite each and every one of us to do, maybe now more consistently than we have in days gone by, we have to invite God to teach us, to teach us good judgment, to teach us how to see things uh, in a way that, that would align our hearts and lives in the right direction to not only um, react to events around us, but to actually possess good judgment. We need to be taught good judgment. We need to actually be taught knowledge. And so what the psalmist does here is he's effectively saying, God, I need you to help me grow. I need you to add substance to my existing belief. And I believe that's actually right at the core of what the psalmist is saying here in Psalm 119. God adds substance to my existing belief system. Make my belief system a weightier, if you will. That's what we're called to cultivate. Guys, we have to be growing. There's no such thing as standing still when it comes to the spiritual life. I believe the Lord wants each and every one of us to con continually and consistently add to our current belief, add weight and substance to it. That's my daily rhythm right now. I'm asking God every morning when I walk or when I do my daily devotions, Lord, help me to add substance today to my belief, to my faith. Uh, this kind of growth... Um, a, an increasing weight of glory to use C.S. Lewis's word in a sermon that he preached actually promotes humility in us. Uh, humility ultimately means to agree with God. It means to, to remain tethered to your ultimate source of life. To be humble is to be aligned to the purposes of God and know it. To, be, uh, to entrust the weight of your life to another and to trust that the Lord has you in the palm of his hands. And 
so we might ask the question, well, why, why do we need to do this? Uh, why should we be growing? Isn't it enough just to kind of go native and be who we are? Well, the psalmist actually highlights the reason for it. He, he speaks uh, in the midst of this section of poetry about his own tendency to stray and to sin. He says, before I was humbled, before I was brought into a place of clear understanding that I'm under your care, I went astray. And we know that to sin is simply to, to miss the mark. Uh, sin doesn't mean you, you meant to or you wanted to. I mean, sometimes we do things on purpose or uh, willfully, but a lot of times our sin is just simply uh, a tendency that we have to drift, to, to miss uh, our, our aim uh, goes, goes left or right. We fall short of the standard we even set for ourselves. And I just want to say what this ancient writer knew, uh, we also know, which is that we're prone to miss. We're, we're prone to sin. Uh, here's how I am staying connected to God right now. Uh, this is a way that I continue to grow. Uh, to move away from the natural drift of my life into something more aligned, something more humble, something more connected. For me, there are two foundational practices, the prayer of examine and the practice of uh, Lectio Divina in spiritual reading. But today I, I just want to focus on the prayer of examine because I actually think uh, the prayer of examine speaks directly to this idea of being taught good judgment and knowledge to, to receive a sense of awareness of how we're doing. Uh, the prayer of examine is probably the principal way that I do this in my own life with God. So I just want to share it with you. I also want to commend to you the practices section on our website. If you go to westside.atltrinity.org, about halfway down, you'll see our daily readings. Uh, and next to that, you'll see a, a section on the website called Practices. And each week we're posting a spiritual practice that is actually there as a tool to help you very simply, very uh, concretely walk with God. And so if you don't find that you have tracks to run on, I would commend that to you. Um, my wife actually is populating that section. She's a trained spiritual director, and she recently posted something there in Practices about the prayer of examine. And I, I think it'd be good for you to check it out. It's really good. But just here, very simply, there are five movements in my prayer of, of examine. And I usually reflect in the morning on the previous day. So I look back every day. And there are five movements, and they're very simple. I'm just going to put them out here for your consideration. Number one, I begin with thanksgiving. I thank God before I complain. And I think in general that probably would be a good rule of thumb for all of us to thank before we complain. I think that the discipline of gratitude is actually a lacking discipline in our lives. I know it has been in mine. My wife and I are actually working harder now to cultivate thanksgiving and gratitude than we ever have been because we feel more stress than we have at, at other times. So I begin the prayer of examine uh, every day with thanksgiving. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what I experienced the day prior that was good. And then after that, I pay attention to areas where I felt consolation. That's the second movement. And consolation simply means, where was I walking in alignment with God's best? So to be consoled doesn't necessarily mean you felt comforted. Uh, sometimes to say a hard thing or to acknowledge a sin is deeply consoling, but it doesn't feel great in the moment. It could feel quite painful, actually. So when I think of consolation, I name the places where the day in the day prior I was walking in alignment with God's purposes, where I was living uh, my best self before the Lord. And I try to name those things with great clarity, precision even. Then I move to the third movement, which is to name places of desolation. Now, just like consolation might not feel great, 
desolation might actually feel really good. Um, to eat an entire sleeve of Oreos feels really good in the moment. Maybe not so much later. That might be desolation, even though you felt good while doing it. So just like consolation is walking in alignment with God's best, desolation and naming those places is where I tend to the spaces in the past day where I was not walking in alignment with God's best. So it might have been checking out, numbing out. It might have been naming a stress response to one of my children or to a friend or a coworker that was sinful. Uh, just saying those things uh, out loud, um, naming them. What I've found in my own life is the more I do this, the more particular I am with what I'm uh, consoled by and where I experience desolation, the less accumulated muck uh, occurs in my life. I, I'm able to tend to, to kind of sweep out the stable every day. So this awareness of desolation actually uh, lets me know where I've injured people, where maybe I've stepped outside of God's will for myself. And rather than allowing that to compound itself, because it's not tended to, by naming desolation, I'm able to know where the Lord's inviting me to repent. And that leads me to the fourth movement. So number one is thanksgiving, two is consolation, three is desolation. The fourth movement in examine for me is repentance. It's where I, I simply ask God to forgive me for my sins. I asked him to, to heal me and to restore me. Uh, I ask for, for grace and, and for power to, to receive forgiveness, for the belief to believe that the Lord sees me even in my brokenness and he loves me. So that's the fourth movement, repentance. And then the fifth one uh, is to ask for grace and for power to live the current day in light of God's goodness. So I think that's really important because if we end with just repentance, we're missing something. So I always end the prayer of examine by saying, thank you, God, for your grace, which is his empowering presence that's with us, enabling us to be the people he's called us to be, and for an awareness of mercy and forgiveness. Uh, the, the psalmist says, you know, may your mercy follow me all the days of my life. And I think that that's kind of the way I end the prayer of examine as I ask God's mercy to follow me throughout the day. And I, one of the things that I think I, I would put just in, in front of you is the way this passage ends uh, with these words from the psalmist. Your hands have made and fashioned me. They give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. The primary way that I grow in understanding uh, about my own soul now, Lectio is how I grow in understanding about the Word of God, but the way I grow in understanding concerning myself is to pray the prayer of examine. So I would just say to you, give it a try. Uh, not just once, maybe commit to a week of praying these five movements at the beginning of your day uh, or at the end of your day. It doesn't really matter when you do it. And see if the Lord will make you more aware of the good things and the hard things. That's a sign that you're on the right track is when you see more of the good stuff and the hard stuff together, not just one or the other. God bless you. Go in peace. We'll see you when we see you. Amen.